Welcome to Mama's Workless Make More podcast. I am your host, Ronza Potter. I'm a mom and a certified life coach. I am here to teach you how to manage your brain, emotions, and time to build a profitable online business while working less and without getting burned out in the process. Hi, mamas! Welcome to episode number 26 of Mama's Workless Make More podcast. How are you feeling today? Today, I have a very special guest. Her name is Natasha Pamontier. She's a French multi-income stream entrepreneur, vegan mom, and digital nomad lifestyle expert with over a decade of experience as a digital nomad living in six different countries and having traveled in over 50 countries, both alone and with her two-year-old daughter. Natasha specializes now in helping aspiring digital nomad families get the confidence to boost their online-based business and finally get on track to their dream lifestyle within 90 days. I truly love to have new guests who live like a very different lifestyle than the majority of the people in the world because I like to inspire moms that there are so many different ways to create the lifestyle that you want and anything is possible for you. Natasha, she wanted to have this lifestyle where she travels the world and experiences new new cultures and new languages and see new places. She believed it was possible for her, so she decided to build online businesses that allow her to live this lifestyle. That's the beauty of having an online business. It allows you to live the lifestyle that you want. So Natasha and I talked about why she decided to leave France and travel the world and how she built her multi-income streams and her online businesses. We talked about how she could only work around like two hours a day and still make money to afford the lifestyle that she has right now and how it's possible to travel the world with a little kid. I had so much fun with Natasha, so listen in to hear her story and be inspired the way I was inspired by her. I really, really hope that you enjoy it. Hi, mamas. Today, I have a very, very special guest. Her name is Natasha Pamontier. I hope I said that last name right. Uh, She's a French multi-income stream entrepreneur vegan mom and digital nomad lifestyle expert with over a decade of experience as a digital nomad living in six different countries and having traveled in over 50 countries both alone and with her two-year-old daughter natasha is currently based in spain where she owns a property in the countryside of valencia that sounds beautiful As one of her base in Europe, running several of her businesses, Natasha specializes now in helping aspiring digital nomad families get the confidence to boost their online-based business and finally get on track to their dream lifestyle within 90 days. Hi, Natasha. I'm so excited you're here with us today. Hi, I'm very happy to be here. Thanks for inviting. Yes. So how about you, you know, we start by you introducing yourself. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you did a pretty good introduction. But yeah, as you said, I'm Natasha, I'm French, but I left France 10 years ago. 
And now I have a two and a half years old daughter and she, she was born here. For me, I, as you said, I have lived in six different countries. So since I left France 10 years ago, I lived in six different countries. I traveled a lot. Uh, and now I'm helping other people to have the same lifestyle because I, I see so many people. And in fact, like, it, there is no week where someone doesn't tell me, oh, you're so lucky. No, it's not lucky. Uh, you design your life and it can be like some a dream like mine or some different dream like we all have different dreams but don't think that others are lucky uh, they are they decide to have a plan and they put their dreams they didn't think that it could just be a dream that it cannot be lived it can be lived so that's why i really want to empower as many families as possible to know that it's possible to do the same that's amazing because I was one of the people who would look at, you know, online business owners who travel the world and do it. I'm like, how is that even possible? Like, how is it possible to make money and live the lifestyle that you want, you know, while traveling the world? So yeah. I'm so glad that we're going to talk about this. And I hope that my audience will get inspired that it is possible to create the lifestyle that you want, no matter what your circumstances are. Yes. So. Sure. Tell me, how did the whole thing start? Like, when did you come up with this idea? Like, I just want to leave France and start this new lifestyle. Um, so it happened, it happened bit by bit. It's not like I woke up one day and I decided I will go. Uh, I always wanted to, to be outside of, uh, like to travel. It was not just I wanted to be outside of France. I wanted to travel. I always loved traveling. I have been traveling a lot with my parents when I was already a child. And so they gave me this, you know, like this uh, passion of travel. And so when I lived, uh, I left France uh, 10 years ago, it was supposed to be for six months. Uh, and the six months turned 10 years, almost. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> my parents were like, probably thinking, yeah, should we come back after six, <laughs> six <never> months? <laughs> now they are disappointed. Uh, now they got used to it after years. Um, but yeah, like it, it came bit by bit and you know, like you come uh, and you go to one country and you get to know to adapt to another culture or learn another language, you meet new people, then you do, go to a next country and you do the same. And after, to be honest, it's very, very difficult to think that you could come back to your own country where like you have the nationality, but you don't fit anymore. I never mm. fit, fit into the society anyway, like even in France before, but even now it's even more. So I think I can come back and I'm coming back for traveling, but I could never come back. Uh, and it was what happened like years ago. I could not come back. I could not come back to France uh, where people have a very like, um, like fixed mind. Mm. Uh, the more, I think the more you travel, the more you get to know different people, different point of view, different languages. And it's so nice. And then you go back to your country and you just speak one language. And so it's, it could not. So that's why like, I went from one country to the other. But basically I started first as, um, so I studied, basically I studied first uh, in Germany, in, in 
I did internship in Germany, I did an internship in the UK, then from there I studied in, in the US and I studied in Hong Kong. Um, and after that, I went back to Europe for a normal uh, job, so which I thought was my dream job. I was export manager, so I could travel. You know, I was I was paid to travel, so it was not bad. Okay. <laughs> um, but after three months, I decided, okay, this is this is not for me. It was too boring. Uh, I really like, and I think that's why now I'm inter uh, entrepreneur, and I could not go back to having a normal job with a boss because. Even though it was a small company, so I could do several different things. It was not just like uh, one job, it was uh, very open. But still, it was like I had one job and I, I was doing, I was going from one country to the other, phoning clients and things like this. And being an entrepreneur, you build your own business, you know, you decide what you will do at the beginning of the day. Of course, you have a strategy, but you would decide, okay, today will be for this. And it's, I think it's always you always have the fire inside you because it's your business right. it's, like, it's what fires you up if you really like your business then you work on it and yes so after three months uh, i knew it was not for me but still i i, I stayed there I, I you know like what we think i i have to it's it's normal it's normal you have to be there at the office and just wait for 6 p.m. to be able to enjoy your life. If you have nothing to do for some hours in the day, well, just look at Facebook or learn a new language, but you have to be at the office. Yes. Um, and then after one year of traveling, of working at uh, this position, I was with a friend just go before going to the cinema and he told me, I'm going to New Zealand. I'm going to quit my job, go to New Zealand for work and travel visa. I was like, and then I, at first I was jealous. I was very jealous. I was thinking, why you can do it and I cannot do it, uh, which I think we all have like uh, very often this kind of, uh, of thoughts. Right. But then because we were at the cinema for two hours, it was kind of my meditation time. During the whole movie, I was thinking, no, I can do it. I will do it. Okay. And that's the day I decided I'm going to work a bit more. So I worked one more year. But I knew that I was going to quit after this year. So okay. I worked one more year to save money to travel because at that time, I still had the belief, belief that you, you, as you said, like it cannot be possible for me to travel and work and be remote and things like this. I thought, so yeah, you have to be a web developer or engineer or something very tech that right. I didn't, I was not. <laughs> so I saved money to be able to travel. So that's, how it all started uh, and I left uh, my company I went to travel the world alone for 15 months and it was amazing I was, had the freedom that I like I could decide okay waking up in the morning what I will do the next day uh, so yes and meeting people everywhere and seeing landscape hiking like I love to do trying different food and yeah, the freedom was one of the best thing. And then after that, I moved to China uh, where I decided, okay, because I, I was with uh, an ex, uh, ex-boyfriend and he didn't find a job. So I was okay. If 
like I can find a job, I, I could find a job more easily. In fact, I had a contact who wanted to hire me. And until the last moment, I was saying like, no, I'm not really, I don't really want to do it. But then neither of us had a job. So I was like, okay, I will do it. But after three days, I was, no. Three days. Um, yeah, three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three days. Like, I think when you get this freedom, when you get to touch it, mm. um, it's very difficult to, because I was, it's not like I had zero in my bank account or I would die if I was saying, okay, right. I leave. I think there are always solutions. Um, so I, after three days, I was really thinking, and the first two days, you know, I was just looking at my watch, okay, when will be, when it will be over, when it will be six and I can go home. Um, so after three days, I, I told my boss, no, it's, it's not possible, you know, like this is not nothing against you, nothing against your company, but it's not for me anymore. And that's how I started. And after a few weeks, I think, I started to work online. I started to work online as a French teacher. So that's how I started to be a digital nomad. I, I became French teacher online, but as uh, we were talking before, this was a very low pay. So mm. it was good because I was location, I could be anywhere I wanted, but it was the pay was very low. It was $5 the hour. So if I wanted to have something at the end of the month, I need to work many, many hours. Yes. Um, so this, but this is how I started and this is what, you know, like what, put me in the position to think, okay, yes, there are other possibilities than just being a web designer, a web developer, or someone very tech. You can do, basically that's when I understood you can do anything online. You can really, the world is open. You have access to so many people and there are so, there are so many platforms where you can really get in touch with people who need your help. So that's how I started this. That's amazing and I think really it's really amazing and I think like a lot of people would think they should change their circumstances first so they can do what you do if that's what they want like that's if they want to travel the world and work and get money still and but for you it was more just like what you said there are possibilities out there it's not just working a job nine to five job it's not just being a web designer or a ticket person so you can work with companies you know online you believe that this was possible for you and that was maybe the mindset that mindset shift that you had right to make it possible and think for solutions mm -hmm. i think a lot of people get stuck because they think that's the only option they have there are no other possibilities so they get stuck in what you know living a life they don't want that's yes. amazing. I love it. And you started at a young age, I assume, right? Like, yeah, you... uh, I don't remember, but yeah, in my twenties, I was in my twenties. Wow. So in the first 15 months of you traveling, you were just mm -hmm. living on your savings. Yes. At that time I was living on my savings. I'm, uh, I'm someone who doesn't need much. I'm someone who is very simple when I'm traveling, when I'm living. So I lived on my savings for traveling and on a budget, very good budget also, because uh, first I planned my trip beforehand. So I had bought my plane tickets well enough before so that I could have discount, you know, in just uh, not like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to take the plane and then right, right. <laughs> try to 
not the same, uh, which in fact was good and bad because honestly, next time, and it's what we are going to do more or less uh, this, uh, this winter, like from October, we are going to travel around Europe and we don't have an end limit of that travel. When I traveled in, um, around the world, for each place, I had an end limit and date because I had my plane tickets booked already. Yeah. So, uh, for instance, in South America, I had three months and I spent one of those three months in Argentina because I loved it. Mm. Uh, but then my flight was from Ecuador. So for Argentina, I had to go to Ecuador. Uh, so I had to like, I had Chile, Bolivia, Peru, Ecuador to, to go in two months. No, not even, two, not even two months, yeah. Less than two months because it was one week in Brazil before, uh, well, one or two weeks. So I had less than two months to reach Ecuador by end destination. So I had to say, okay, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. <laughs> and then you are able to reach Quito, the capital of Ecuador for that time. But right now, like this is something, okay, I buy the flight tickets for the departure and back, you know, whenever, whenever we want, whenever, so that there is no... That's amazing. You, know, you think, okay, like I like this country, I can stay more. Of course, there are visas and uh, things like this uh, to consider, but so that you're not blocked by something, I think right. it's better. Right, that's amazing. That's amazing. So you became a teacher or, you know, teaching other people French. And then how did you start your other businesses? How did that start? Mm -hmm. So from China, I did this you know, when I was in China. I did this for two years. And in fact, in China, and it can be not in China in general. China is very big, so I will not make generalization. Shenzhen, uh, which is a country where I was living, which is at the border with Hong Kong, so very close to Hong Kong, which is one of my favorite cities in the world. Um, there, everyone goes to Shenzhen to work and to earn more money that they would go, they would be able to in, the, in their province. Mm. So Shenzhen is very new, it's a booming city, so everyone was going there for this. So the, the energy there in the city was working, 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 uh, very opposite to what you are, uh, like what we are uh, focusing on, like working less to earn more. No, they were like working more, way more to earn more. Wow. Yeah. Trying to earn more. Uh, so I was in this energy as well. And even the expats there, there are a lot of um, foreigners there, but it's because it's such a city focused on money. So everyone wants to make more money because you, as an, a foreigner, you can, you really can. This is, this is, no, I will not say easy, but let's honestly, when you're white there, like foreigner, I say white because they see us like this. Um, yeah, it's very, very easy. They think that you're, they, they see you as good. Uh, so for everyone there, it's easy to make money and you are really in this spiral of working more. So after that, um, I, I could not anymore. I didn't want, I, I love China, but I didn't like Shenzhen. Uh, I love China for the culture and there are many other places in China that I love. Shenzhen was, it was Paris and that's why, why I left Paris. <laughs> so I was, basically it was not working for me, but my ex wanted to stay there. So that's why we stayed that much. And from there, I went back to Europe. 
Uh, I wanted to be closer to my family. I wanted to see the sun again, the blue sky, um, and yeah, be close to the beach and things like this. But because of uh, my like my job, I could not go anywhere, like everywhere. I had to make different decision based on how much I was earning and also not just how much I was earning it was much more because I could earn more to be honest mm. uh, it was much more on how many hours I wanted to work in the day yes. <laughs> that has been always like my goal I didn't want to work many hours in the day this is for me this is not a life uh, so I decided to go to Spain because it was like good for like cost of living you have the beach, you have the sun the whole year round, uh, you have good food, you have people who are, the atmosphere, the energy is much more relaxed. People, people enjoy life here, right? And so that's why I went to Spain. And when I, after like not so many months here, because I'm still here, um, I had an opportunity to buy the property that I have in the countryside that you said in the, in the introduction. Mm-hmm. And that it was for me to live there. I was pregnant uh, at that time, so I uh, yeah, we decided okay, again like this was a mind not a mindset but a society how to say uh, society thought mm-hmm. that you have to when you are pregnant you have a family you have to have your own house and you have to have your own car and things like this. You are like. Yeah, so things that you, some boxes you need to tick, you know, yeah. when you... you know, this is that you should go through and tick them all. Like, I have a car, I have a house, I have a baby. <laughs> so, I, that's why I bought this property. So, I didn't buy this property thinking that I will make an income from it. It will be a revenue stream. Oh. Uh, I went there, I lived there, but it was in the countryside. And as much as I love the countryside, I also wanted to be more closer to to meeting people uh, so be more with like have more social life basically so that's why we came back to the city center of valencia and from that moment on i was like okay so i can rent this place in the countryside uh, because there are festivals here there it's not too far from uh, from the beach you have like the view on on the mountains it's quite big so, okay, let's, uh, let's rent it out. And that's how I started this uh, new income stream mm. of renting. So I do vacation rental with this, this flat. And uh, from there, I was in a lot of, in, well, in fact, I, at that time, after, so it was, I was already, yeah, I already had my child. So she was uh, two months when we moved back to, to the city center. I, at the time I really like, you know, like, it's a new life and everything. And if you, I was not alone, I was with my family, but uh, without friends and things like this, we're like, no, okay. I go back to the city center. And we went uh, to Valencia. We stayed there until October, October, November. And uh, then we started, which is something now that we do yearly, is to go for winter. Uh, to a more warmer place. So we went to Asia. Okay. uh, While traveling to Asia, so we we, uh, talked about it before the show knows that uh, 
people think, okay, you cannot travel with a baby. My baby was at that time, she's born, she was born in January. So when we started the trip, it was not her first trip. Uh, but when we started this big yeah. trip, she was nine, yeah, nine months old, more wow. or less. Her first trip was when she was three, three or four months old. Uh, to France, then when we, she was six months old, we did um, we did Amsterdam, so Holland, and when she was seven, we did Malta, and then from nine months old, we did for three months uh, Asia, so Thailand, uh, Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia, and Cambodia. She and turned did these trips, you you still doing the French teaching? I was still I was t- uh, still teaching French, and, and I had my vacation rental. So at that time, I had just those. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what other multiple streams of income do you have right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right now, I have I'm like teaching only one hour of French a week because it's a student I like. Uh, so it's I would not count it as a <laughs> stream of income, but uh, let's say this. I have, um, so my vacation rental, I have a consulting uh, company for people who have vacation rental, because when I was in Asia, I thought, okay, yeah, Airbnb is really a trend. And then I went inside a lot of groups of Facebook uh, for people who are Airbnb hosts. And I saw, I studied uh, business and marketing. And I saw that there was a big need or like a lack of knowledge of how to use social media. People were thinking like, there is so much competition on Airbnb, plus you're not independent, you don't have, um, yeah, you basically you're on Airbnb and they decide what you can do, what you cannot do, etc. And you have a lot of competition. So if you know how to market your business outside of Airbnb, then having your own website, having social media, etc., then it can be very beneficial for you to be more independent. Wow, that's amazing. I never thought about that. I mean, I, I don't have that in Airbnb, but I never thought that's something people could do, um, market your housing somewhere else. Yes, yes, because oh. being on Airbnb, and in fact, with the crisis, a lot of hosts understood that relying only on Airbnb was really not the solution uh, because Airbnb, how was this, uh, so the COVID situation handled by Airbnb is that they took the side of the guests and saying, okay, everyone will be refunded, that's okay. In fact, they were not refunding them, they were uh, giving them a coupon that they can use later, but it could be used for any host on the platform. So basically, wow. you use, uh, lose your money. But Airbnb is not losing; it's still in their <laughs> uh, in their accounts. So, like a lot of hosts saw that this was like not the way, not the way to do it because you don't control it. If you right. control your own reservation, then you can call the client and you can say, "Okay, would you like a refund, a full refund, or would you like uh, to move back the uh, move the dates to next year?" for the same price when it could be a higher price. Could you, what do you want to do? And then you don't lose all the money, but with Airbnb, you didn't have the, this choice. So yes. You, you, help, you help people who own Airbnb to market their property. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's one of my business. I help them because 
this is some like marketing. I'm a nerd on this. I love watching videos on YouTube on the new things that you do on social media on what we call search engine optimization. So how to rank higher in Google and those things. I'm always watching those videos and I saw that people had no idea how to do this, no idea. Yeah, how to use those, those tools. A lot of not, yeah, most, most of the people who are host are older generation or kind like older than me. Mm. So for them, it's more difficult. It's some like Instagram is something that didn't came. I don't remember when Instagram uh, arrived, but it was not that long ago. So right. for them, for a lot of people, it's difficult to use. So that's why I decided, okay, let's help them because I have all this knowledge. And uh, for them, it's very important. So that's how I built my third uh, income. To come back on your question, your, my third income was this. And it's uh, split in three things. Um, one is the course, so do-it-yourself course that is pre-recorded. So that's for me, it, it's really passive because like, they get the course. If they have some questions, they can uh, send me a direct message, but it doesn't take me so much of my time. Uh, then consultancy. So this is one-to-one. -one. This is my high ticket uh, offer because it's it's more right. expensive. Like it's my time again. Um, so consultancy and then don't for your services. And this is where uh, this is, it's also higher high price, but this is uh, with my team. So I don't, uh, I just manage my team. I ask them like how it's going, I supervise, but I don't do it. Like I'm not on the computer to do it. So that's something like the three things I do for this uh, income stream. And the new one is uh, coaching, as I said, families on their mindset and confidence to be able to like to live the lives they want. Well, that's a lot that you're doing. Like, if you want to back up a little bit and think about, like, even if you have one rental property, it's it's a lot of time to manage. Like, my husband and I bought a rental property like two years ago, mm -hmm. and it takes time to manage, even if you have just one. Mm -hmm. And um, people call you for things, and then now we're gonna we're gonna sell it to someone who's interested to buy it and buy something else. But it takes time to manage. And then you have the other, other streams of income, your coaching, and then um, the one for the Airbnb uh, people who do it. That's a lot. So <laughs> how do you manage all of that? Um, I guess I have a lot of space in my head too. <laughs> That's important. That's important manage those things and basically I see them very differently. They are in different uh, stages, I would say, of like business. Some are more established than others. So right now, for instance, I focus much more the time I'm spending is much more on uh, my coaching for families to develop this business because it's a new business. And the other ones are some that are like running more by themselves because I already have a team. The same for the vacation rental, as you say, uh, for me, I only handle the communication and the rest is done by my property manager there who is like doing the cleaning, check-in, check-out. So I just need to see with him, okay, are you available at that date? Okay, is it a good time for you? Is that time for check-in and those things? So yeah, I mean, with a baby, you can 
uh, be on WhatsApp. It's not a problem. <laughs> That's amazing. That's really beautiful. And so um, what were the challenges that you had when you started the online business, when you became digital nomad? What were the challenges that you faced? Um, the first challenge, I would say, as I told you, was I had a big mindset block about comparing myself to others. So I was thinking, okay, can I really charge more than $5 an hour? You know, maybe the other teachers are better. In fact, they are not. Uh, like from what my student told them, like I was really, because I was preparing the core of the class, what a lot of teachers didn't do. And then during the class, I was taking notes and I was like writing, like... You cared you about them. <laughs> yeah, I cared. That's like, what it means, you cared about your clients. <laughs> yeah, I... I wanted them to have results and to know, okay, because it's it's good to just talk, uh, and that was really what my teaching was uh, based on conversation. It was not grammar. Like, I mean, you can learn grammar. I was telling them their mistakes, but while they were talking, and not just focusing on, okay, we will do like we do in school, you know, like, we will do this exercise. Let's conjugate. Like, I'm not paid for this. So, but yeah, I was, I was really blocked by yeah, what we say the imposter syndrome or something like this. So that's why at the beginning I was charging $5 an hour. And this is a big challenge when you want to help people, but at the same time you have to help yourself. I mean, <laughs> you have to eat at the end of the day. And uh, at that time I didn't have a family, but then when you have a family, you're not the only one who has to eat, who has some needs, who has some wants. So, yeah, that was one of the big challenges to, to know my worth, to know how much my time is worth, how much my knowledge is worth. And, and in fact, you see it when you work for very little, unfortunately, people don't take it seriously. And as you say, you care about your clients, but you cannot do the work for them you know right. you cannot be at home pushing them to study um anything they have to do the work if they don't do the work then basically the time you spend in front of the computer with them is is worthless for them and for you so having a price which is right and um, i think it's very it's very important to have the right uh, the good client like the, as if there is good or bad, but uh, yeah, the right clients who value your time. I Absolutely. I, I love that you said that because a lot of women entrepreneurs, especially women, like I found that more than with men, that there's something about their self-worth and how much their time is worth, how much they're worth, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, money for me doesn't really, you can't compare your worth to money mm -hmm. and how much money you want to charge, but a lot of women think that they're not good enough to charge more money or clients won't pay, or pay for the value that she's offering. So she just keeps going. She offers like low prices, right? So people can work with her and her clients. Mm -hmm. And that's why a lot of women, they start working more and more because they think I just need more clients. They don't turn mm -hmm. out down clients mm -hmm. because they want to make more money. And even mm -hmm. successful women who already make a lot of money, they think they should keep working more to sustain that income and revenue and not risking losing revenue and keep growing their business if they want to, you know, build an empire. But then they mm -hmm. end up just being 
really unhappy, exhausted, stressed out women the whole time. And I'm not sure that's the life that we want to have and, or that's the life that we wanted to have when we started our businesses, right? <laughs> no. That's amazing. No, it's very, yeah, it's very unhealthy, I think, for, I remember when I was doing this, when I was, I started working, I was still, I was also studied, studying um, Chinese at the university there, because for the visa it was better, for a student visa, so I was uh, studying Chinese half of the day, and the, uh, the other half I was working, plus wow. I had work for the Chinese classes. Wow. And each time I was going, I had no energy at the end of the day, I was going to the class and my teacher, one of my teachers said like, I know that you want to do your best and everything, but you have to sleep, you know, you have to relax, you cannot work that much. I was like, yeah, uh, but yeah, I was uh, continuing. But it's, it's very true. And in fact, it's a myth when you think that client will not pay more. In fact, I was, so how I did, um, I, I increased my prices bit by bit. Uh, and in fact, the platform where I was working was really good. It's called iTalkai. Uh, was really good for this. They were telling uh, you, okay, for, like you don't have many time available anymore on your calendar. I would advise you to increase your prices by, I don't know how much percent. Yeah. So that's like, because there is enough demand for you to, to increase. So each time I was doing this and I was sending a message to my current uh, clients at that time and telling them, okay, we are like to make sure that we keep quality and not just quantity. I need to increase my prices. If you want to keep the prices from before, you can buy a pack where like it will be kept for now at that price. If you take like 10 classes instead of one and, but for the new classes so that I don't have that many like uh, new students, uh, I will increase the prices. And some ones, um, like some states, some didn't, like it's rule of life. Uh, and, and one, one client, when she's in fact the one who I'm still working with, uh, he replied me, he told me like, like totally, I understand your like worth, uh, like really the, the price, don't worry, I will pay. And, uh, and yeah, so it's it's not what you think of yourself, which is a true reflection um, of what other people think. And in fact, uh, I saw like uh, one day, the your worst enemy is yourself, uh, because your mind is telling you a lot of things, which is what I work with my clients on. It's to stop on those things because. I understand like we hear this every day, especially right now with social media. Before we had already, or I had at least, uh, family pressure, you know, like they tell you what you should do, what you should not do, blah, blah, blah. Now you see like social media, what you should do, what you should not do. You, we have so much in our minds, but if we just keep listening to it, then we will not, we forget, we, we lose ourselves. We forget where we want to go. So I think it's very important. Exactly. It is so important. As I said, like there is a lot of distractions out there and a lot of our beliefs come from society, what we're told, what we are taught as kids. And one of the things that we're told that we should work more to, to make more money, right? And that's like what people do. And women, when they feel they're not worth enough to charge for more, they keep working on lower prices. And then to meet to, so 
enable for her to make the money that she wants to make every month so she can pay the bills and do all of that, she needs to work with so many clients. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing that you say it, but it needs this mind shift. So to think like it's a myth that people won't pay you. People mm-hmm. will still pay you. Even if you ask for $10,000, $20,000, people are going to pay you because you're solving their problem. And that's what they want. They solve exactly. their problem. They will figure out the money. <laughs> if, if they really, if this is something, and this is something that I'm not specialized in, but um, if you have the right copy, if you really know uh, your clients and if you really help them on their struggle, if it's something that they really struggle with, if it's something that is bothering their life, then yes, they, w- they will not look at the price. And in fact, um, everyone has a different, you, you cannot want to work with everyone because this, this will never happen. Everyone has a different uh, thinking about, about price. Like, and that's uh, like when you ask in a group, like, what do you think about this price? You will get all of the answers. Uh, one day, like one woman was wor- uh, wondering, okay, what do you think for 500 euros for um, a membership for wellness or something like this? And some people were saying like, yeah, it depends what's inside. No, I would never pay this price. But it depends. It really depends who you're targeting, what you're helping them with. And and if you think like for me, like for instance, if we take the example before, I was uh, paid five dollars the hour, and from for those five dollars, you had a fee for the platform. Huh? Oh so this was not NATO. <laughs> um, I, I mean, the platform was really good. They were bringing a lot of clients, so for this, I would not uh, like they were doing their job. I was doing mine. I like uh, on this platform, you could set up your price. So. I was the one who had set up five dollars if I wanted right. more. Uh, this was my problem, not there. Uh, but what I mean, you have to do the calculation. Okay, let's say you want um, two thousand or three thousand a month. Uh, I cannot do the calculation right now, but right. I would need to work many, many hours to reach these points. Yes. But if you say, okay, I will do something where I will help someone with a problem they have right now. And we'll, I will give them like a really good experience, like a VIP, and I will bring them uh, results. Then maybe you just need one client a month. Exactly. Um, but if you're charging five dollars an hour, you will never. Uh, first, you will not attract the right clients. Second, you will be so drained with energy that it will be difficult for you mm-hmm. to give your best for each client so that they get the result. Probably the client will not, they will think, yeah, well, it's $5. And it's like going to McDonald's, right? right. I, I, I'm not investing that much. It's not an investment. Yeah. But when someone is making a higher investment, which they see as an investment, uh, in fact, this is, this is a mindset shift. To not think it's a price, it's an investment. And to think, okay, what the return on investment I will get? You always get a return. And independent of it, if it's uh, growing, helping someone growing a business or helping someone with their lives, there is always a return on investment. It can be about health as well. I mean, what's the, especially in the US, uh, what, what's the price of not being healthy? This oh is my very God. So many people here so, work crazy hours and it just, 
a lot of people here are stressed out the whole time and they have like high anxiety the whole time because of them, them, what we're taught to do. Like we should work a lot. And when we are, we become moms, I can't work 10 hours a day. I can't even work eight hours or five sometimes. <laughs> you need really to figure out, do it differently. Do it in a different way because you are a mom. Your life is different. You're not a lot of men out there. And this is, I think, what happened in the business world that we don't hear a lot of women like in the past that they, you know, were rich by themselves. Like they created businesses and they became successful. A lot of the times it was just men and we have a lot of examples of men. Mm -hmm. And back then men would just keep the kids with a wife and she would take care of them. It was fine. He could be out there, work for 10 hours, come home, done. But <laughs> it's not, this is not how things are right now. Women are independent. They're strong. They're ambitious. They're driven. They mm -hmm. want to create things for themselves. And they're not just moms. They are ambitious women. They have their own dreams. So you can't do it the same way like the patriarchal society taught you to do it and meet the expectations of everyone, what it means to be a good mom and a successful woman, you know? You have to create your own version of mm -hmm. what it means for you to be a good mom and a successful entrepreneur. Yes. And that's, that's what it is. And it mm -hmm. means you need to work less. So you become the best version of yourself and be the woman yes. that you wanna be, the mom that you wanna be, mm -hmm. and live the lifestyle that you love. Yeah. And it, does, it's not, it doesn't mean you're gonna make less money. <laughs> that's yeah. very important. <laughs> so how many hours do you work a day? How many? Uh, so right now, and it really depends on the day, but I would say in average two hours, but there are some days I don't work at all. There are some days I work more. So for instance, if I have an interview like uh, today, or if I have right. client calls, then I will, uh, I will work a bit more hours, but really, really, yeah, in average two hours. Sometimes I, I wake up early when my body <laughs> uh, is relaxed yeah, allows this <laughs> uh, I wake up earlier like today like my my phone told me I, I forgot how it was uh, right written but it was something like yeah I missed you missed it well I didn't even hear it so I didn't miss anything <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah some other days I wake up early so that I can do it before uh, my daughter wakes up so that it's best. and when I do this and I don't when I say early it's earlier like I would say 6 30 because she will wake up at uh, half past uh, like yes yeah, so, uh, 8 30 or something mm -hmm. like this and uh, yeah so that I have those two hours working on uh, my different businesses and so that it's uh, it's done for the day and then I can enjoy and I can reply to some messages on my phone and have maybe a client call but because I I charge what I charge then I, I don't need to work like to be with client calls 10 hours a day and yeah. send my clients reach out to me on messages which is easy to reply to right so you went down from how many hours you worked before before you you know you downsized to two hours yeah, I at first I think I was maybe at um, 10, 10 hours a day. I think. Oh my god! Well, how how is that possible that you work two hours and you still make money that you want every month? How is that possible? How it's possible? Yeah. Uh, as I said, knowing knowing what you're worth and helping people 
to do the same, helping people to, because as I say, I'm mindset and confidence coach. And one of the biggest blocks for people to live the life I have uh, is this, is thinking that there is not enough time in the day, that uh, they cannot charge more, that they cannot travel like this, that it's not possible for them. And then we work, one of the things that we work on is how to have the confidence to charge more, how to have the confidence to be reaching out for clients, the right clients, uh, how to be able to outsource. And all of this is enabling you to give you more time and to uh, be able to reach uh, what you want to move abroad or to travel abroad. Yeah, so absolutely. And a lot of people who like have problems with delegating, they mm -hmm. think that they cannot find someone who's better than them to do the work. Yeah. Like yeah. they Sometimes we can write the messaging and do the marketing. No one can speak that language. And the other thing that I hear is that they don't have money to hire a team to help them with the work. So what do you say about that? Yeah, uh, so for the first part of what you said, yes, this was my problem. This was my block. And in fact, uh, before having a property manager for my vacation rental business, I was doing it uh, all by myself. And it, it was taking me a lot of time and energy and a lot of things that were not uh, very efficient in my life because uh, the other property is around two hours, one way to go there, one and a half hours, two hours um, to go there. Then I had to clean, then I had to wait for the client for check-in. Right. And, uh, for check-out, they would just leave the key so I didn't need to come back at that time, but I would need to come back. And so it was like, you go there and come back around five hours or like a lot of running around. Let's say let's say a day, um, and and then I had a good booking, a very good booking, uh, which happened. It was over Christmas uh, period, and I already had booked. We are already booked, so this was this year. Uh, booked our winter traveling and this time was uh, in Brazil. We were in Brazil this winter and I was like, okay, what do I do? Do I just, I don't accept the, the booking and I lose the, the money or I have to delegate because I have no other choice right. and I delegated uh, and it was the best choice and now I'm very like, I'm nearby, I could do it myself but they're happy doing it. It's like uh, another income for them. I give them a percentage of uh, what I'm earning. So depending on the booking, but it's always good. It's always very good for them. I never give like a uh, little because they care for right. my business. I mean, right. um, and, uh, and yeah, for me, it's much you less. You money when you delegate, right? <laughs> You're not losing so, money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's worth it. It's, uh, it's really yeah. worth it for all the time, the energy. And for them, I'm very happy that they have this right. income. Well, and I know so that you you need to go, Natasha, because you have something happening like in a few minutes. I don't want to like, you know, mess up your schedule. So if you can like share quick tips with mom entrepreneurs about how they can work less, still make more money, time management, and, you know, how to live the style, the lifestyle they want. Well, as I said, like really believe in yourself, believe in your uh, in what you're providing, uh, stop working for very little, thinking that like um, selling something for $7 or $27 uh, 
which can be good passive income, but honestly, you would need to find a lot of clients to reach uh, the income that you want. So finally, like have the confidence to to charge really what you're worth, increase your prices. And when I mean by increase your prices, I mean put a zero uh, at the end. Quite a bit, like maybe 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> maybe 20,000. <laughs> maybe not from 10,000, depending on where you're starting. Right. Uh, but put a zero, put a zero yeah. where whatever you're charging, uh, because it's worth it. Uh, and, and yeah, believe, believe in others as well. Don't think that you can, as we are saying, yes, you're really good, but you're not an expert. We are like, no one is expert in everything. We are not encyclopedias. Uh, so be an expert in what you're doing and have other people uh, do the rest. And I mean, as part of your team like for outsourcing and as like a collaboration. Collaboration is very, very important. I think this is okay. the for businesses. And but the biggest tip is yeah, believe in you and take action. Don't don't wait. Don't wait for your dreams. Don't wait to to be 50 for to do whatever you want to do. It will never be the right time. Don't yeah. don't think that you can make it perfectly. Done is better than perfect. I always say it. And and yeah, do it. We have only one life. Yeah. Absolutely. I and your that. kids also have only one life. They want to have time with uh, their parents. You decided, like, I guess people listening to you, uh, you decided to be uh, at home, to be with your kids, uh, most probably. So don't spend it uh, on your computer. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love it. So where can people find you? In like one minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry? Where can people find you? Ah, where, okay. More about you, yeah. Mm -hmm. Where can people find me? Well, uh, basically, they can find me on Facebook. I'm always happy to reply to direct message about any questions that you have regarding what I just talked in in this. And I have a group where I'm sure you will put a link because it will be yeah. difficult to find. But it's called online online business boost for people who want to travel the world or something yeah. like this with kids. Uh, and I share a lot of uh, tips there and I also will run very soon a challenge on how to add uh, an income stream to your online business and how to uh, reach those five K months more easily. I so, love yeah. that. I love that so very much. I really enjoyed talking to you today and I learned so much from you and I think I'm gonna join your group so I get that tips because we're thinking about traveling my husband and I with a, with a baby for like a few months and we'll see how long that will take us <laughs> maybe not 10 years but <laughs> um, thank you so much for being here it was You're really welcome. having you all right bye yeah, it was great talking to you bye bye, bye. Hi, if you like all the concepts and tools that I teach here in this podcast, and if you want to connect with me and hang out with like-minded women entrepreneurs, you should join my private Facebook group, Strong Women Do Less and Have More. So look for Strong Women Do Less and Have More on Facebook and click on join. I'll see you there.